Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the S.B. Barber Morning Tuesday News, where we uh, give you all the news and excitement and what's going on, uh, not only in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but across across the country. That's right. Did I I jump the gun? Oh, No, you didn't. Listen, you're locked and loaded, and that's the way it's supposed to be as it relates to our community. Listen, I want the community to hear everything that is necessary right at this moment. So let me do this, and then I'm going to uh, pass this ball right back to you. Uh, I've been alerted uh, that we, as a matter of fact, we posted on Facebook and uh, Twitter that there will be a press conference at 10 o'clock a.m. outside of Hair Plus Beauty Supply. Listen, you know what? It is our responsibility. We have set this platform in place, especially Tuesday New Community View, to make sure that you know what is going on and you can not say that you did not know. So that's what this is all about. So let me tell you what's happening here. Uh, Concerned citizens of North Minneapolis, please be advised that African-American community members will be holding a press conference. The press conference will address a disturbing incident involving a young African-American woman who was assaulted, locked inside of the beauty supply store, and had her life threatened by the store owner. Now, uh, please, uh, if you have access to Facebook, you can read it in its entirety. Uh, On that day in question, the young woman was shopping inside the store, felt that she was being profiled and had a verbal altercation with store employee. So she's taking that ownership. Out of frustration, uh, she began to knock products off the shelf and in response to the store owner, threw her to the ground and physically assaulted her, causing her to fear for her safety. Now, this press conference is today for uh, the village, the African-American community, the black village. 
Wear outside of Hair Plus Beauty Supply, located at 1005, so that's 1005 West Broadway Avenue. And uh, this will be addressed. The press conference will also address the areas of concern, lack of respect and accountability of business owners to African-American community members, patterns of harassment and disrespectful treatment of African-American patrons and police victimizing the victim. So you've got it. You know where this will take place, again, right up from Sammy's Avenue Eatery. BJ, what do you have to say? And grace and peace to you this morning and the entire village. Well, thank you very much, S.B. Barber. It's so... So once again, so wonderful to hear your voice, and it was really good to see the other day at the uh, at the library, and uh, and I know that promising things are coming, and that's what I love about the work we do. That if you rely on God and you believe in God, then the blessings will come your way. I want to say a big shout out to Brianna Edwards. She graduated from Providence College in Rhode Island with a master's degree in education. She grew up right on the north side, went to Lucy Laney School, and also graduated from North High School and is has played professional basketball overseas and went back, uh, due to her injury, went back to school and got her master's degree, and next she's going to get her Ph.D. So you can't tell me that nothing good comes out of the north side. You can't tell me that nothing great comes out of the north side, that there's some great things. And, uh, although we've lost a life, uh, last night, about 8.30, uh, 8 o'clock, on uh, Broadway and Hillian, we lost another African-American male to homicides. There is great things that come out of the North South. There's great things that come out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Don't forget that. And so all you young people that are doing great things, continue to do them. Continue to do what you're called to do. Continue to be That's right. what you're called to be. It's, it's important that you do that. Don't ever give up. Don't ever fall for the okie-dokie that just because you're a north side or just because you live in the hood that you can't make it. Don't fall for that because you're, you're destined for greatness as long as you believe it, and so believe it. Now, here's the interesting thing that happened for me. Talking to this young lady, she told me, she said, VJ, I had to learn how to make wigs because there was no money to get my hair done. I had to learn to do my nails on my own. There was no money for pedicures. I had to learn how meals that were inexpensive and learn where the food shelves were. There was no money for all that. And I was determined to walk across that stage and get my master's degree. How many of you are willing to do without getting your nails done? How many of you are willing to do without going to the braid shop or going to the hair shop at $75 a pop uh, to do your own and learn how to do your own wigs. Uh, it it broke my heart in ways because I've seen in a predominantly white school that she struggled to look good and be successful in a predominantly white school, that kids had resources, BMWs, and were driving around in luxury cars and had lots of money to go out and eat all the time, but she had very little, and she made it. We don't we don't celebrate the village, and so one of the things I want to do is try to celebrate. You know, after all this struggle, after all she went through, much of that she talked about to me was in confidence. 
she doesn't want to share that. It's kind of embarrassing. But I'm I'm excited to share it because I believe that it shows the strength that it takes to be successful. It shows the dedication that it takes to be successful, and it also shows the sacrifices that we as a people have to make to be successful. We wouldn't have Asian shops to go to, Arab shops to go to, if we would go to our own shops. There wasn't It wasn't that long ago, Prophet, that I could go on Broadway and there was a black uh, nail salon and where black folks went in and got their nails done. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't quick. It was done with style and grace. And and those black nail stylists decided we're, we're not going to bow down to doing your nails cheap and quick. We want to do it in a professional way. But when people stopped coming, because the Asians had machines and stuff that do your nails so cheap and so quick, and, 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 and folks went for the cheaper price. But the price we paid for going for the cheaper price in our stores, in our nail salons, in our hair salons, is that we give up on what is belonging to us, which is the black entrepreneurs. we got to stop doing that. we got to stop uh, falling for the tricks of the trade of entrepreneurship and realizing that every black restaurant you go into, you keep it alive, and every black salon that you go into, you keep it alive. Every black barbershop you go into, you keep it alive. You know, the Latinos, the brothers know how to cut our hair now, and they're getting our business. You know, it uh, won't be long for the Arabs start cutting hair. I mean, you know, we go to hotels that they own now. Why don't we own hotels? What? We have those opportunities. We just have to wake up and believe in each other. You know, I went to the Black uh, Hotel Association's uh, meeting uh, a few years ago, and I didn't realize how many African Americans own black hotels. But I don't think we own any here in Minnesota. It should be something that we should be thinking about. Uh, how do we build the entrepreneurs? And there's an organization right on Broadway that's helping to build entrepreneurs. You should be going there, taking classes, and learning how to empower your community. Yes, we should boycott folks that are treating us bad. We should do that. That's important. The community needs to know about that. But why don't we just take our business somewhere else, to an African-American business? Why don't we create those African-American businesses so we don't have to be subjected to that? Because they do what they do all over the country. They lock the doors, they lock us in, and that whole family jumps on you. They they tell stories to each other how they beat up Negroes and how they torture Negroes and how they, you know, give them credit and, and charge them extra. And, you know, I went in one place and bought a simple small pack of cookies, and I paid three times the price. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? Uh, this was for a project I was doing. I said, they're going to have to do it out. I refuse to do that. And if we all refuse those astronomical prices, those, those products won't sell. And they'll have to bring the prices down. It's okay to make a profit, but to triple your profit, quadruple your profit, is not fair. And so I believe that it's important that we boycott. It's important that we protest. But what's more important, profit, is that we build our own and we have our own. That, that's more important. And so it's just like it's more important for us to understand that we are brothers and sisters. Stop forgetting that. We had the homicide of the young lady at the Walgreens parking lot, and she her funeral was yesterday. You know, I didn't go to the funeral. Uh, I was just getting in town, but I just heard that uh, a lot of stuff went on. And, and when you talk about, you know, our, our funerals, a lot of our young people, don't even know how to attend a funeral. They don't know how because the parents don't go. What's wrong with the parents nowadays? 
you know, back in the day, if somebody died and my baby loved them, I took the day off. I went to the funeral. Baby, I'm with you. Nowadays, our kids go to the funerals by themselves with no parental guidance, and they act a damn fool. They have to stop. Parents, when will you wake up? We talked last week about uh, child protection and how our all our housing, all our facilities are full with African-American kids. They are now housing our kids in the hospital because they can't find anywhere else for the black babies to go. We sit here and we go to the liquor store every day. We go to the crack house every day. We go to the club every weekend. Yet still our babies are being captured and taken in child protection for simple reasons sometimes that we're just being neglected. We're not making sure they go to school. We're not making sure that people in the house don't touch them. We're not making sure that, uh, that they're fed and clothed properly. And simple things that could be avoided to keep your kids. So, parents, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of issues, and we've got a lot that we have to change in order to change our community. Uh, big ups to Brianna Edwards. I'm so proud. You know, so proud to know that young girls and young boys in our community have said, yep, yeah, they're shooting around me. I duck when I hear it, but I get in my books and I study. Yep, yeah, there's drug dealers all around and gangbangers all around, but I go to school every day I get up and figure it out. And I tell my mom what streets we can't drive down and what streets we can't. And I tell my mom what people I can't associate with and why. And I tell my mom who to stay away from. Because the kids know much more than you think they know. And if you listen to them, we can save this community. If we listen to them, we can make it have a huge impact. I listen to them every day. And every week I meet with one or two young groups that share with me their insights and their motivations and their desires. And I wish that we had more men that would do that. Recently, I um, went to Rhode Island, and matter of fact, I just came back from Rhode Island, and I did a boat tour while I was there. Rhode Island had the world's largest bridge, but when I found out why, I was devastated. Rhode Island had the world's largest bridge because they wanted to hide the toxic water and the sewage that was being poured down the river. And because that sewage was being poured down the river, they didn't want the residents to see it. And that was in 1830 up until 1964, Think about that. This is land they took from the Native Americans. They took all the resources and then they destroyed the water. It was sad as I listened to that. It was sad. We we have got to be involved, and I know we're all so busy and doing our own thing, but just like Mel Reeves said, if you don't get involved in what Metro Transit's doing or what the state is doing or what's going to happen with our bus fares and what's going to happen with our, our transit system, then just do it. If you don't get involved with what's happening with our stores and our communities, then they'll just do it. If you don't have start having an impact on what's going on in your block and you allow drug dealers and gang members to take over, then they will do that. They will do that. 
Because let me tell you, they people will do what you let them do. But when you start to fight, when you, when you begin to fight, you make a difference in your community. Uh, Prophet, talk a little bit about uh, what people can do to help you at this press conference at 10 o'clock. What can they do to help you? Because it's important that they don't. Well, the reality of it all is share it. We share all sorts of things on uh, social media. So that's one of the things that we really need to be uh, more attentive to. Share. Take that item, if you agree with it, and share it. Do that on Twitter. Do that on social media. And you know what? Not only that, share it with your young people. Text them, send them the link, and they know what to do with it. See, when we start engaging our young people relative to matters that are positive and impacting, in a lot of cases, ditto, uh, Elder VJ, because it's they already know. They already know. They, they have their own mechanism of news carrying. However, when we say, put this in your Snapchat, help us, they will do it. And they may not do it the first time, but slowly but surely, because there are young people that are capable of doing this. So uh, you will rally outside of Hair Plus Beauty Supply. Now, my understanding is that this business owner has about three to four locations all over, all over the Twin Cities. And you're absolutely correct. We should have our own. But we have to talk to our village right now. And so what I want to say, and this is what's on my heart, BJ, in sync with what you're saying, number one, if we are refusing to police our own, if we are refusing to hold accountable our own, if we are refusing to respond and say something when we see something, that's what we tell the children, say something, see something. You are absolutely correct. There are atrocities happening in our households. Our children, in many cases, are being raped in our homes, you're not going to like what I have to say, raped in our own homes, you know, heavy drug use and just stupidity and, and alcohol and these kinds of things. So at that point, that child is prey, P-R-E-Y. That's got to stop. I have right now several cases that this has happened to, and this is a part of our Stop Bullying Now movement, because for whatever reason, somebody got it twisted and had the audacity to say that bullying isn't violence. Bullying is violence. If you really think about it, those kinds of things that happen, that build up, come from that person's personality as a bully. Now, getting back to policing our own, holding our own accountable. When you know that somebody's getting ready to blow somebody's head off or whatever, okay, you caught up in the gangs and you, you've made the pledge and the vow. I really don't even know what to say to you. 
But what I will say to those that have a heart after God and it's been penetrated, your spirit has been penetrated, there is an opening and you hear the conviction, you you sense the conviction, but your crew is your family now. But let me help you out. Respond to that sensitivity in the spirit. No, I've got to walk away from this. I can't have any part with this. As a matter of fact, can you be bold enough to say, you know what? I signed up because I wanted family, but I didn't sign up to kill my own. And so this kind of language has to start to happen. Are there consequences? Absolutely. You got initiated. There was a consequence to even get in. Are you willing to accept the consequence in getting out? There's been so many accounts where the Spirit of the Lord stayed the hand of a person getting ready to exercise brutality against a person who said no. So we've got to create an atmosphere of no. I will not be a part of that. No. You should not do this. No. And carry it out that way, regardless to what you think the circumstance or the consequence might be. It is time. See, because we should be capable of policing our own elder. And the reason that I say that, it was done in our history way, 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 way back, you know, whether it was in our African tribes or whatever the case might be. We held our own accountable. Even now, on the Indian reservations, etc., there are elders that will come and interact with the police department. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know of cases when they did do it. And they would come and get their own, and their attitude was, we will always be capable of handling our own and disciplining them and responding to them more than you ever will. In other words, they're saying our techniques are a little bit more cruel than yours are. So are we willing to police our own? What does that look like? That doesn't mean that you necessarily have a uniform on. No, just say no. Just stand in between, whatever is necessary. See, when it came down to the Black Panthers, it wasn't what they were doing that intimidated status quo, that intimidated the powers that were in place at that time, meaning the government. It was the mere fact of just being who we are and carrying firearms. And those firearms were only used if there was an attack on our own, on us. We had a right to defend ourselves. But how can you deny when you see them successfully feeding their own, our own children, educating our own children, policing our own village, Crime wasn't up high, but the fear of the fact that, as someone quoted it this way, when an evil nation, meaning a evil government, those, and that's not everybody, so 
If the shoe doesn't fit, don't even think about it. Move out the way. But when your nature is evil and you've done the atrocities to people and a people for so long, you just assume that their retaliation is going to be back on you what you inflicted. But that's not who we are. We are a loving race. We are a loving people. No matter what is going on, we know we've got issues. But it is time. So not just the, the, the fact that, yes, we do need to know that this has taken place. That's absolutely correct. But we've got to check ourselves seriously. We've got to check ourselves and begin to police ourselves and say no. Not on this block. No. Not on this bus. No. Not in this neighborhood. No. And not in this house, no. And there are plenty of more. There are plenty more no's. And children begin to tell somebody when somebody's put their hands on you. Your voice is important. Tuesday news. Absolutely. Community view. I like that. I like that. It's absolutely right. I got you fired up this morning. Uh, Pastor Barbara Starling, you listen to uh, you listen to Blog Talk Radio and Tuesday New uh, live all over the country, and it's it's my honor, VJ Smith, National President of Mad Dads, to be a part of this. Let me say this. Let me say this, and I want to say this. Um, I don't I don't believe that um, Pastor Barbara Starling gets the support she needs. I don't believe that Mad Dads gets the support it needs. I don't believe that the Urban League gets what it needs, nor does NAACP. And if we did, our voices would be heard much more clearly. But simply because we do not support and love each other at the level we should, that we are marginalized to do the work the way we have to do it. Now, I know it's a vision of Pastor Barbara Starlings to to do media. But also I know it's been one of the things that stressed her out and put pressure on her, caused her to have sleepless nights of frustration because of our our inability to unify and come together. She doesn't have to tell me that. I already know. She doesn't have to tell me how many times she's been stressed out or how many times somebody's came to her in a negative way and really caused her to um, just get frustrated. She didn't have to tell me that because I, I have the same issues. And so we, we're we calling out to our community to say, let's get some healing going. And I believe one of the reasons why we're so so messed up the way we are because we're not healed, because we need to be healed. Our community needs to be healed, and we need to learn how to love each other. We need to learn how to treat each other with respect and dignity And we need to learn how to children and take our adults and take our families and take them to a new level, a level where they can be loved on and cherished and worshipped and treated with respect, not a level where our children are sent into child protection and our kids are being abused by family members that say they love them, our our homes are being destroyed by crack in the neighborhood and, and heroin and alcohol addiction and all those things. This 
This is something that we have to change. This is something that we have to do. We have to stand up and say, not not in our house, not in our community, not in our neighborhoods. We have to make things much more important to us than any alcohol, than any drug or any addiction to whatever, pills or whatever it is. We have to make a decision that we're going to put our community first. Brianna Edwards, she is a woman that made a decision. She could have had a choice. She could have been a dancer. She could have sold drugs. She could have been a gangbanger. But she sacrificed getting her nails done, sacrificed getting her hair done to make a decision. And she made a great decision. And she empowered me to talk about her and call her name out every chance I get. You listen to the uh, S.B. Barber Morning Show, Tuesday noon. It's a great opportunity for you to tune in and find out what's going on, what's cracking, what's, what's happening, what's what's going down, how can you be a part. But it's also time for you to empower yourself, empower your community, stand up and make a difference. I know in my life I made a vow that I would make a difference, I'd make a huge impact in my life. So um, right now in front of Lucy Laney School, going in to find out if Brianna Edwards can come into her former school and talk about her struggles to the young girls. They need to hear her voice, and I'm excited about that. Thank you for tuning in. As we Barbara Morning Show, I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it, but keep tuning in <laughs> every Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Yes, ma'am. All right, and you know what? Hats off to that young lady. Wow, powerful. She is one of many, and that is powerful. And I stand in agreement with you. Her voice should be heard at her former uh, school. So that's powerful, and watch for it, everyone. All right, BJ, thank you, and uh, we'll talk offline, as we always yes, do. Yes, ma'am. We love <laughs> Community you. view. All right. All right. Here's what else I want everyone to know. Coming up, not coming up, I want you to uh, write in the description of the show today, uh, in the, uh, the window there, you'll see advertisement as it relates to our So You Think You Can Hoop. Mm, I'm loving it for Stop Bullying Now movement. And um, what I want you to know about that is you can get your children involved. These young folks, go to Stop Bullying Now Movement page on Facebook. Like the page. It is a nation for young people. Folks, and you're going to start hearing their dialogue. So uh, this is a very positive time, and we're excited about that, and they are excited about it. So here's what's coming up. Twin Cities and Northside, and those of you that have relatives that are becoming in youth for the summer to hang with Big Mama now. Come on, we got something for you. There will be three tournaments, three-on-three three basketball tournaments. And the first one, June 17th, right now, it will be at Parkview Salvation Army. We may be moving that to North High, so stay with me and you'll know. All right. And then the remaining two will be at North Community YMCA at 1711 West Broadway Avenue North. 
And I'm so grateful for what's happening here in relationships. So that three-on-three tournament is open to ages 10 to 21, male and female. We've got some sisters that know how to, they know they can hoop. It's a free sign up. So if you arrive in person and have not signed up, you will have to sign up to have access. You can go to Eventbrite, and uh, that's 2017, so you think you can hoop.eventbrite.com, and the link will be available to you also right here on uh, your SB Barber Morning Show uh, in the description area. So you've got those tournaments. The practices will take place on Saturdays right at as long as the weather is the bomb and we don't have a holiday on that week, so we would not practice, but right there at Parkview Salvation Army in the gymnasium at 5 p.m., 5 p.m. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter, S-B-N-M-E-P-K, just that simple. That's an acronym for Stop Bullying Now Movement. So on Twitter, S-B-N-M-E-P-K. M-E-P-K. So you think you can who? For Stop Bullying Now Movement. And then we all roads of the tournaments lead to September 1. That will be our championship tournament. So the last rally, rally, these are all Saturdays, except for the tournament on September 1, kicking off the holiday, and that's on a Friday. And the teams that are vying for that opportunity to hoop on the Excel Center court, and we'll know who the championship is all about. And so hang with us. Stay abreast of what's going on. We'll make that information available. Get it to the boys' club. Get it to the park boards in the Twin Cities. North, south, east, west, doesn't matter. Come one, come all. Let's have a great time. And we will be talking about some of the things you heard today. Say, no, I am a no-bullying zone. Say, no, I am a no-bullying zone. I say, no, I am a no-bullying zone. Say, spaces, positive places. You see something, say something. And a warning, because destruction is on the way to you who continue to violate our young people in the privacy of your homes, in your cars, and wherever else you can lure them off to. The rapes have to stop. Oh, you will be exposed, and exposure is, a, is up on you. Go get some help. Go get some help to get out of that condition because Satan has you in his clutches. And not only will he expose you, he will destroy you. But not on our watch are you going to continue to destroy our children. 
you don't have that right, and you will be called out. I don't care if it's found to be happening in a church building, the pastor's office, in the evangelistic meetings, whatever. If we hear about it, you will be exposed. I am a watchman on the wall, and this will not be tolerated. You will not abuse. That is bullying when you lure or make a person feel as though, oh, my God, I, don't, I can't even go there right now. But we want to alert our children, say no. And many of you have said no and still been raped. All of this mess going on that's celebrated in uh, so, uh, fraternities. God forbid what may be happening in sororities. Yes, I'm calling it out because you need to pay attention. The money is not worth it. The fees aren't worth it. The notoriety of the organization isn't worth it when you are raping our children sexually, emotionally, physiologically. I wanted you to think about it. That's why I paused. So you will be exposed. Our children are royalty, and I want them to know who they are. And we as a people are royalty. We need to know who we are. There's a piece that I have uh, placed on our GMN Live TV page, and when you get an opportunity, check it out. Check it out. It is worth the read. Hear me. Tuesday New Community View. Black Youth and Family Village. Are you ready or already boycott the N-word with a question mark? I won't stand down. Are you ready to boycott it? Are you ready to literally say you have no ownership and no place in my vocabulary and in my life? I want you to take a minute and read and also comment on this. You're commenting about everything else. Comment on this. If you truly knew what the N-word meant to our ancestors, you'd never use it. Go to GMN Live TV page and read it. Just take the time and share it with your children. Yes, there are music. The music industry is going to rebut because they're making money off of the all of this. It feels good. It sounds good. It is a degradation. It is the most vulgar aspect, the mere fact that we ever even allowed ourselves to use it. It was used and still can be used to make us hate ourselves. Wake up. This is Tuesday noon. Community view. Let me hear, put it to you like this. A few years ago, saying that a narratives were read to explore the lives of black agriculture workers after the end of the Civil War. The narratives came from the Federal Writers Project of Works Works Progress Administration, a program that employed researchers from 1936 to 1938 to interview former enslaved people, producing more than 2,300 narratives that thankfully reside online and are fully searchable. So this information, I'm making it available to you. See, 
Hmm. Biracial families, you need to hear this. You know what? We don't have to be apologetic about who we are as black people. We must talk to one another. So hear the matter. White folks indoctrinated them into accepting their supposed inferiorities. These narratives illustrate the success of this campaign of mental terrorism, and no word conveyed the depth of this internalized oppression more than the N-word. Now, whenever I hear the epithet, a visual emotional representation of the heinous process by which a people, my people, were inducted to think they were less than trespassers trespasses into my thoughts. After years of habitual use of the N-word, and they're spelling it out, I banish it from my speech to honor the humanity that may never honor the humanity that many never saw in themselves. The internalized oppression revealed itself in various ways. Sometimes the former enslaved people clearly, perhaps subconsciously, considered themselves subhuman, just like how their former owners regarded them. Jim Allen, for example, dubbed himself his master's pet in boy and a stray and thought himself privileged because he could sleep on the floor beside his master's bed. Then he likened himself to a fortunate mangy mutt or frisky feeling crushed me. The word laid bare a worldview that held black folks as a lower order of being, as when Irene Robertson claimed her former master, Mr. Sanders, was mean, in part because he beat his wife like he beat a in-woman. In-word also signaled antipathy toward fellow black folks after the end of slavery. Maddie Moore man went north to Wisconsin with a white family for whom she worked. Members of the family wanted her to go to the circus to watch a black boy's performance. She told her interviewer, yes, they thought it would be a treat to me to see another in. I told him, law, don't you think I see lots, lots more than I want every day when I is at home? But Read how she talks about the family's baby, whom she constantly watched over, fearing irrationally someone would kidnap him. No matter what time they come home, they'd find me there. Why don't you go in your bedroom and lie down, they'd ask me. No, I'd tell them somebody might come in and they would have to get that baby over my dead body. Her eyes fixated on the white baby, but she saw too many ends. A barrage of dispiriting use of the word bloodied me as I combed through the narratives. The Ku, the Ku Klux Klan kept the end sacred. The Ku Klux Klan did a whole lot to keep the end word away from the polls. Slave owners by nice masters are repeatedly called free ends. Ends ain't got no sense put them in authority, and they get so uppity, eyes just a poor old in waiting for Jesus to come and take me to heaven. Slave traders are called in traders. Defiant enslaved people required the servants of in breakers, in dogs, aided the recapture of those who escaped. I'm going to leave you right there, but I need to saturate the atmosphere to take you to a higher realm. 
simply say no. Sounds of Blackness, royalty. I've got to go now till next Tuesday, new community view. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.